0: Come on, let's go. You know what? I know it's old, and I've heard it a 100 times. What? But whenever Mama asks,
1: hey, the hell are you,
0: I still laugh every time I hear that, man. I have no idea why, but I still find that hysterical. Because she's We're, the
1: greatest ever.
0: She, she's the meanest ever. She was, a, she was a mean old lady, that Mama. Uh, and I don't know why Danny, how did that movie end? Did he throw her from the train? I don't remember. I don't do
1: all I remember is I went back and I watched it. It is not a comedy. It's a dark movie. <laughs> I know but all I we can't do remember is laugh. Does uh Billy Crystal go to prison at the end of that movie? I can't remember.
0: I, I don't – anybody that saw the movie, movie throw Mama from the train. Call us and tell us how it ends because we mm. only laugh at yeah. some of the sound bites about, uh, mm. uh, and some of the other things that she says in there. Now, I have no idea how it ends. We don't
1: know how that ends, and we don't know how the game's going to end on Sunday either. And we're going to get to Tito Francona, the really big news, but how about this? I was just reading minutes before we go on the air. What? Buffalo Bills are adjusting their practice schedule because of a number of illnesses on the team. How crazy is that? And then now the the, pre, the point spread is down to eight points. What was they it don't. Originally? It started as, I think I saw it at nine, nine and a half. Now it's, really? it, it went down to eight and a half. Now it's down to eight. There's a snowstorm coming. They've got five guys that are sick. They don't have enough guys to practice 11 on 11 drills. Oh, really? Let's take the Browns. Mm-mm. I ain't falling for so, that, are you?
0: So the, the banana in the tailpipe mm. trick, you're not falling for it, That's huh? Insane. Like uh, Eddie Murphy said in, uh, what was it, Beverly Hills Cop, right? Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick. Isn't that um, funny? Dude, snow, the flu or COVID, whatever it is, we don't know what the illness is, but you think COVID, right, uh, when it's no. that many, No, right? because
1: when it's COVID, they say it's COVID. When it's an illness, you hear it, it everywhere. don't. You hear it everywhere in the NBA. Yeah. Due to illness, not COVID, but it's an illness. Hey, I remember when guys used to play when they were sick. Worked for Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, well, but if it's, uh, you know, uh, now remember, somebody, you know, said he was sick and, and they call it the flu Yay. game, but the report is that it, it wasn't the food flu food with poisoning, I don't
1: care. The bottom line it is it was a bad pizza that he He was ate. less than 100%. The difference is this. Those guys in Buffalo see a big storm coming their way. It's cold up in Buffalo. They don't want to practice because guess what? They don't have to. They get the Browns on Sunday.
0: They've lost two games in a row. They need to practice. Maybe that was their problem, thinking they were too good, and uh, the last two weeks they just showed up expecting to win, and they got beat.
1: Kenny, this is a get-right game, man. You get the Browns on Sunday. You think they care? In the last two
0: games, all I'm saying, in the last two games, the Cleveland Browns have a better record than the Buffalo Bills. The Browns are 1-1, one and one, the yeah, Buffalo I, Bills are 0-2. Yeah, two. the
1: Buffalo Bills have played better opponents, and the Buffalo Bills, um, I think, at home are poised for their get-right game against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns gave up, Kenny. You saw it Sunday.
0: I'm telling you, snowstorm equals running game equals advantage. Kevin Stefanski, if he'll run does it the ball.
1: What, miss, what difference does that make when a team's given up?
0: I, I'm just I, I'm just saying.
1: Buffalo got beaten Snow overtime. Storm,
0: running game, Browns' advantage. Buffalo
1: got beaten overtime in a game they probably could have won. The Browns gave up after the first score.
0: Uh, I'm, I, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from, but hey, this, here's an opportunity, right? To, this is one of the best teams in the. What have they done? Their, two of their three wins have come when? When they were on national TV, right, the spotlight was on them. It was a Thursday night game, and it was a Monday night game. Well, guess what? The Buffalo Bills are considered one of the best teams in all of the NFL. So there will be a focal point on them, even though it is not a primetime game. Browns, for whatever reason, seem to be motivated by things like that, whether that's right or wrong.
1: Yeah, I'll keep an eye on that. I'll wait for that one. I'm not buying it. When they're not practicing and they're not divulging the information that we need to know, they're just Cadillacing it, saying, you know what? I think I'll take that day off today. It's like the day after a holiday when it's a national holiday and they extend it to the following Monday. You could have worked, but you don't have to. Guess what happens? Nine times out of ten, you don't work on that Monday, do you?
0: Uh, No, I guess not. Thank you. I guess, yeah. So here's the thing. I could, to be perfectly honest with you, I could care less about that game on Sunday. The only game that I'm really, I'm researching the hell out of it. So when uh, we do our Alt-Care Stadium show Friday from 5 to 7, and then when we do the Division Two Region VII, uh finals, I've got everything and anything you want to know about the Uniontown Lake Blue Streaks and the Maslin Washington Tigers. That's how they refer to them in the... Uh, uh, you know, at the OHSA website, right? So I'm researching when the last time they were in the uh, the, the final four, when the last time they played for a state mm-hmm. title, uh, how many state championships since the playoff era, zero for both of those schools, which coaches have at least taken them to a state final. I'm researching the right. hell out of this game for Friday night. Which is
1: fine and dandy, but the difference is this. One of those two teams is going home after their game Friday night. We've still got, what, eight more weeks of this crap <laughs> Exactly. So why worried about this week? I'm not. Because we'll see what happens on Sunday. You have to worry about it because it doesn't end. And they give you no reason to think it's going to get any better anytime soon. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, well, let's wait and see uh, if any more guys go down soon. Maybe they'll move the game to Monday night if the weather's too bad and too many guys They've are sick. I'm serious. They've done right? it before.
1: And think about this, too. The last time this happened in Buffalo, they moved a game to Detroit. Well, guess where they play on Thursday? Where? In Detroit. They take on the Lions. B.B. of the halftime show. I can't wait to watch that, too. That's going to be awesome. Wait, what? Who? What? B.B. Rex, a top 40 singer. She sings a new song. It's called I'm Blue. Make sure if you listen to it that okay. you get the clean version. Brian, that goes for you, too.
0: So there's a bad version? Does she oh, drop F-bombs? Or is yeah, there a story oh, yeah. that she oh, yeah. tells that's bad?
1: It's pretty much uh, laden with some F-bombs in there
0: really david okay, get
1: check this david get the dj bb rex is a singer it's called i'm good
0: i'm good all mm-hmm. right we'll check it out all right uh, that's not high on my list but i'll, I'll see if i can find it i'm good it's them.
1: remember remember blue the song it was it was blue it used to be called i forget who did it and that's why they're doing it that's why they're doing it in detroit because of the blue of the uniform
0: Oh, You mean the I'm blue? Brian, you want to see if you can all find
1: right. that for us? BB Rexa, uh, I'm yeah. good. Clean version.
0: Clean version. Okay, I get it now. I got you. You know who's not blue? You know who's feeling good today? Mm-hmm. Terry Francona, that's yeah. who. How about that? Uh, we were wondering with all these postseason, or now they call them the off-season awards, when they were handing them out, would any of the Guardians? win one that was up for an award. We had uh, Stephen Kwan up for Rookie of the Year in the American League. He finished third. Uh, We expect Jose Ramirez as a finalist for the MVP in the American League. We expect him to finish second or third in that. But the one we thought we had a chance at, right, of winning an award, was for manager of the year in the American Mm -hmm. League as Terry Francona was a finalist. And lo and behold, last night, about when we get off the air on the MLB Network, they announced it, that Terry Francona indeed is your 2022 Mm -hmm. AL manager of the year. How about that? Look at
1: it this way, too. Here's the way the voting broke down. Francona gets the the award. Second place goes to Brandon Hyde of the Orioles, another team that was supposed to be lousy all year long. They had right. a nice showing. They challenged in the East. Scott Cervais of the Mariners, another team a lot of people thought were going to lose 100 games. They make it to the postseason. Dusty Baker, 73 years old, wins the World Series, doesn't get manager of the year because he yeah. coaches with the, with the Astros. That makes sense to me. Aaron Boone of the Yankees, he's up for the award. He's lucky he didn't get fired because he didn't win the World Series or get to it. And then Kevin Cash of the Rays.
0: Yeah, those are the guys that received votes, and uh, a lot of times the guy who ends up winning it all and has the most wins doesn't win it because his team was expected to right. get there. Right? They have yeah. the most talent, so they just went out and did what they were supposed to do. It a lot of times it goes to a manager whose team comes out of nowhere. There were no expectations, right. and lo and behold, ninety-two and seventy, they win the AL Central. They win the first-round wild-card series against Tampa Bay, and they take the Bronx Bombers to a fifth-and-deciding game in the ALDS. Uh, And, again, the votes are in before the playoffs start, so none of that mattered, and still Terry Francona wins it.
1: But the top three, again, all teams that nobody thought would even be challenging. And for the the, uh, Guardians to win the division, forget about winning the wild card. Winning yeah. their division was extraordinarily good because they had 17 rookies that made their major league debuts. Uh they had they were up against it all year long. The one thing that the Guardians didn't have as much of this year as they've had in years past, they for the most part in the regular season eluded the injury bug.
0: Right. Yeah, for the most part they did. Uh and Terry Francona, how about this? It's the third time in 10 years He's won the AL Manager of the Year Award in Cleveland. He's won it three times his entire career. Mm -hmm. All three have happened in Cleveland, and he he picks up some more hardware. And uh, I think it was 2013, 2016, and now 2022. Terry Francona is your Manager of the Year in the AL. You know, when
1: you think about it, you talk about the injury bug last season, right? Not this past season, the season before. Yeah, Maybe this isn't such a far stretch after all if we would have kept our starting rotation intact last year. You lost every one of your starters the year before due to injury for extended amounts of time. You didn't have that problem this year. You had it with a few of the guys late in the season, Savale and that got hurt. But for the most part, it was a moot point when those guys were injured. If they would have been healthy the year before, maybe Francona doesn't win manager of the year this year.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 80 and 82, he's out the last couple of years, right? And so now you see how much they miss him when he's ill or he's injured or whatever, and he comes back and and has a full year on the bench, and boom, here he goes.
1: Yeah, he couldn't have won it the year before because he was sick and he took half the year off. But if your starting rotation is intact and you're playing good ball, do you really walk away from that team? No. uh -uh. I don't think so.
0: I, I he's back for next year. Okay, so so we know he's back for next year. Beyond next year, we don't know what's going to happen with Tito. Right, um, he was re-energized, rejuvenated, whatever you want to call it, this past year with all the youngins, the Utes, right, mm-hmm. that uh, came in and adopted that um, more contact. Uh, less strikeout, less power type offense in. with a new hitting coach. They and buy it in. worked.
1: They buy yeah. in. They form chemistry. The things that we talk about that the Cleveland Browns just don't exude. And it and it matters. I don't care if you're a professional athlete or not. If you don't want to be there, uh, one of my buddies was telling me yesterday, we were talking about the Browns and we're going back and forth and you know we're jabbing at each other. And I don't right. mean to sound negative all the time, but I'm just, I meant to, Almost my breaking point with this organization because you expect so much more. Maybe we just expect too much, and we shouldn't. Because you go into a season with a backup quarterback anyway, why should we expect to be any better than 3-6? and six? Well, because we thought defense was going to play better. Defense hasn't played better. Going to cost somebody their job. How soon, yeah. we don't know. But the problem is we don't know if that person is going to be a coach or if it's going to be a player. In this case, it might be a little bit of both. But they show you no reason to think that they're going to turn this thing around anytime soon, with the exception of it being an offseason and making trades, which takes us back to Andrew Barry. Has he done a good enough job of putting this thing together? When you talk about Tito Francona winning the Manager of the Year award, what's the first thing? Who are the first people he thanked? Everyone else. The entire front office. Everybody but himself. And I don't think you get that same awareness with your football team.
0: It's amazing. I was just doing some research here looking this up, right? The AL Central was created in 1994, I believe. All right? Cuz I'm looking at the Indians um, you know, press release. The 2022 club claimed its 11th division title since the AL Central's inception in 1994. The most in the division in that time frame Minnesota has eight their second, right? The Indians slash Guardians, okay? They've won 11 division titles since 1994, okay? Do you know the Browns have never won <laughs> yes. the North Division in the AFC since they changed it from the Central yeah. to uh, in, in 2002? The Browns are owed for the Central Division. They have never won mm-hmm. a division title the Guardians Indians have won 11 since 1994. I know that's eight years further back, and there some more chances to win it. I get it. But still, the Browns, zero for ever, And the Guardians, as much as we bitch, moan, complain about them, and the Dolans not spending money, they find a way to win, whether mm-hmm. it's the weakest division in the league or not. They still find a way to win on occasion and have won 11 since 1994. That's they, pretty impressive. They
1: find a reason because it's called consistency. And you know, you get a Mark Shapiro that goes to Tampa or I'm sorry, Toronto, but for the most part, their consistency with their manager, their front office, the way they do things, the way they go about playing the game, the Indians slash guardians way, the way they construct their team. There's no consistency with the football team, and it shows on a yearly basis because it's hard to be consistent when at the top things change so often when you're general manager, when you're president of operations, when your coach is being changed, when your quarterback is being changed. The revolving door in Berea makes it such that it's hard to have any consistency with that team, and it shows with their record.
0: Now, I'll give the Browns a little credit. I went further back, JT, right? AFC Central, which uh, went up to 2001 and started in 1970. So 30, they want six of those. The last time the Browns won a division title, <laughs> you got to go back to 1989 when they were nine six and one and won a division title, and they lost in the AFC Championship game that year to the Broncos, 37 to 21. That's how long it's been for the Browns and how bad they've been. Forget uh, you know just the current Browns that came back in '99. Even you know before that, uh, those Browns.
1: You know what's really bad about that number? What's really bad about that number? Forget about not being to a Super Bowl. Forget about not making deep playoff runs. You're not better than three other teams on a yearly basis. How about that? That's what really hurts.
0: Yeah, because you've got, uh, what is it, five teams in the uh, in four, baseball, right? Four, yeah, but
1: I mean, in our division now, there's four. In baseball, yeah. When, when the Oilers used to be in it, were there five?
0: No, it was Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Cleveland and Houston and once the Browns moved to Baltimore they dropped the Oilers out who became the Titans and brought in the Baltimore Ravens yep so that I mean that that's you know I'm looking back at it you know over the years and they're like me they like to you know color coordinate everything which which is great um, makes it easier for us old folks if we can't read the the letters, we can at least see the color and we know who that is. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's what you, you go back and you look at that and you go, wow, okay. And to me, it shows leadership at the top matters. Yes. And Terry Francona, mm-hmm. right? Th- this team, what's he had one losing season I think in his tenure there with the uh, with the Guardians slash Indians since he's been there. He's been there ten years, yep. one losing season. And I believe it's four playoff trips, or is it five now, counting this year? Four or five, and three AL Manager of the Year titles for him or awards for him. So congratulations to him. And we said it, the most important signing in the Dolan's history as owners was not a player. It was the signing of Terry Francona, getting him to commit to... The Cleveland Indians then, now the Guardians, right. and he's been there 10
1: years. You give some credit to Chris Antonetti as well in the front office. He's executive of the year. That shows you consistency with the that? organization. And they've been making moves because they had to get down to a certain number of roster players to protect against the Rule 5 draft. And this happened yesterday. And we'll talk right. to Andre not about that later on. You know he's going to rib me. You know he's going to rib me. Why is Nolan that? Jones was dealt. I can't wait to hear what he's going to tell me about it. If you think oh. Jeff Logan was tough on me, wait oh, until geez. we get Andre not on.
0: It, I saw that, <laughs> and I was like, did they oh, really man. get rid of him already? Oh. They tra- Colorado, is that where they traded him? Is that what it is?
1: Oh, boy.
0: I mean, so yeah, you you better be prepared for yep. that because yeah, that that was your guy, <laughs> who was oh my guy was Daniel Johnson. Don't forget, he got dealt as well. <laughs> That's right. Or they just let him yeah. go. They didn't even trade him. My guy was Daniel Johnson in the minors. I was hoping oh, uh, was going to be a, a big time outfielder. I don't know if he's even in baseball anymore. To be honest <laughs> with you, I I really don't. I have no clue. To be perfectly honest with you, but I am kind yeah, of think about I, I was just the off season,
1: right? I'm kind of a, amazed. And this goes to, to show you how tough it is to put this roster together. They designate for assignment Kirk McCarty and Anthony Ghost. Those two pitchers, I mean, down the, down the line, if you don't have those guys, you probably don't mm-hmm. get into that series with the Yankees. Yeah, they,
0: they contributed a little bit. But, again, what I love about the Guardians is, even though Nolan Jones was considered a top prospect, Unlike the the Browns,
1: he was the top prospect,
0: right? They're like, okay, we've seen enough. We don't need to see it anymore. We were wrong. We're going to trade him. Whereas the Browns, hey, let's keep sending all these rookie Anthony Schwartz out there. And maybe he'll catch a ball if we throw it to him 10 times in a game. But
1: when you think about the top prospect in baseball, it's a little bit different than the number one overall draft pick on your football team. It's a little bit easier to trade Nolan Jones than for them, for Andrew Barry, to want to deal Miles Garrett, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Uh, You're the one who wants to deal Miles Garrett. I will say this. What?
1: If you did deal Miles Garrett, you'd get a lot more in return than Antonetti got in return for Nolan Jones.
0: Well, I don't... Hey, let's not sell Antonetti short. We don't know. What do they do better than any other farm system uh, in front office in Major League Baseball? They look at your guys... And determine, hey, there's something there. we'll get him here, and we'll fix him. We'll make it right. We're getting rid of one of our guys, that we don't think we can you know we can fix. we've seen enough of him, but we we've scouted your guy, and uh i here's what I, I think how I think they went in and they said, "Hey, we want this guy or this guy, and they said no. But they really wanted this well, guy. and They said, okay, we'll take that guy from you. Kind of bamboozled well, him and uh, got him to make that
1: deal. Here's what they get. And, you know, the, the only thing that they really develop is starting pitching. Nolan Jones goes to the Rockies for infielder Juan Beto, right-handed pitcher Carlos Vargas to the Diamondbacks, for right-handed pitcher Ross Carver. So we made a couple of deals there, and we got two pitchers in return.
0: I'm not going to question them about pitching, man. They seem to find guys that uh, work out either as starters or as bullpen guys in that front office. So I I will continue to question them about spending money. That's fair with the the ownership group, but I'm not going to question Antonetti, Chernoff, uh, Foreman, and those guys in the front office with their research
1: for other teams' players. And they don't make anyone available for the Rule 5 draft either. And remember, had there been a Rule 5 draft last year, we don't yep. end up with uh, Oscar Gonzalez in this outfield.
0: That's right, he's gone. He'd have been. he been ha- gone. He'd have been dealt. He'd have been dealt. So you know, from that standpoint, you know, this team, again, give them credit for what the you know what they've been able to do, and uh, acquiring other teams' talent and turning them into starters or uh, backup guys or bullpen guys. Because here's the thing, and I'll never forget this. Mark Shapiro told me this all the way back in 1995 or 96 when he was the minor league director um, of scouting and minor league uh, operations manager, whatever that title was back then. Mm -hmm. He said, Kenny, from year to year the bullpen changes. You never know from year to year what you have or what you don't have until you get it out sure. there, and then you start you know, piecing it together. So uh, a lot of these guys maybe that they've acquired here, uh, maybe they'll end up being part of the bullpen. Because now, what do you have? You have your back end solved. Emmanuel Clase is your closer. James Karinchek is one of your setup guys, right? Those two are locked in. In for sure. If I if I'm looking for guaranteed locks on this roster, those two Mm -hmm. in the bullpen are locks. Shane Bieber's uh, a lock along with Tristan McKenzie. (laughs) Tristan McKenzie number two starter. (laughs) Throw the ball deep, deep, and for a (laughs) field. So those two are locked in for sure as starters for me. After that, I'm not sure. Um, And then uh, I look at, at around the the diamond uh first base no second base eh. shortstop maybe third base for sure Mm -hmm. jose ramirez you think stephen kwan now right as a gold glove winner uh finished third in the uh, rookie of the year vote you think he's that guy center field miles straw he's not a lock oscar gonzalez did it for half a season he's not a lock so there no catcher's a lock on this team even Bo Naylor. The, the prospect no, right no maybe josh naylor as a dh is as close as you're going to get oh, to being a lock it's there. gonna be so. really
1: interesting now because free agency has started in baseball yeah and we've got plenty of time between now and when pitchers and catchers sometime what second third week of february we're gonna right. see if they make any uh postseason or, or offseason i guess i should say moves yeah yeah so uh, we'll talk to andre not he's coming up at uh 5 o'clock. How
0: about this? Tim Alcorn when we return to talk Cavs-Bucks for tonight. Steve Hellwagon on Ohio State and Maryland at 4. Andre Nade at 5. And Nate Moore at 6. Stay with us. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.